oh fuck, did we join a yoga cult? We thought it was an organization that was changing the world through yoga because the yoga felt so amazing. And that's what the quote methodology was supposed to help us do. But the deeper we got in, the more indoctrinated we became. We've learned a lot since then about manipulation, coercion, abusive power, and undue influence. Be a yes. Don't even get me started. We're going to share it here with you super casual style, not fancy. It's just us and our opinions and our true stories. We're allowed to speak the truth. We hope this helps people. Welcome to season two of Journey into Yoga Cults. I am your host, Rachel Nelson. And I'm also your host, Melissa Longfellow. And we are back for season number two, and we're so happy to be back with all of you guys. We have a really awesome season two planned. And happy and relieved, I would say. Like, we're just exhaling right now. If you, Mm -hmm. by the time you uh, hear this, um, it will be a week ago, but for us, it was just yesterday that we, and if you haven't heard Apple Podcasts took our podcast down and how long was it now? Was it like, I feel like it was like three weeks. Was I think it was two to two and a half ish weeks, give or take. Yeah. Because yeah. we were originally going to launch season two on May 11th mm-hmm. and now it's going to be on May 25th. So anyway, that was the delay, but now we're Why back. Why did they take us down? Okay. Yeah. So let's give a <laughs> quick nutshell. And if you want the whole the details, go to our Instagram and watch the the live that we recorded yesterday. But the short story is that some unknown person called Walter at gmail.com filed a trademark infringement complaint with Apple podcasts. And Apple doesn't like that. So they immediately took us down. But Milagro Walter was claiming to be Seton Law Group, who is associated with Baron Baptiste and Baptiste Yoga. They've done some of their trademark uh, trademark filings but we it took us a little bit but we got a, a friend of a friend to help us out with some legal stuff and it turned out that Seton Law Group was not involved it was somebody posing as Seton Law Group some Malagro yep. Walter read between mm, the lines I wonder I yeah. really I'm very I wonder who that could be. I know. It couldn't be anyone trying to silence us or bully no. or intimidate. Couldn't that be anybody. never happens in cults. No, it never <laughs> happens in cults. They never do cease and desists for anybody trying to speak out. They never try to uh, bully, intimidate. So anyway, thankfully, just yesterday... Right after, it wasn't right after, but a couple hours after we recorded the IG live talking about this topic, I got an email from Apple Podcasts that said, congratulations, you're on Apple Podcast again. So Yay. here we are. Yay. Yes. Thanks for all Yay. who listened. And we have an amazing season. We have an amazing episode today with our guests, Sarah and Nippy from A Little Bit Culty. Woohoo. yeah um yeah they have been super supportive in you know in the background um for us like super supportive yes um I would say between them and um Rachel Bernstein yes like so amazing at um 
being there for us. Like before we even started this podcast, both like Sarah was um, talking with us, helping us through a lot of the mind fuckery that was Mm -hmm. happening um, as well as Rachel too. But so we're just so excited to have Sarah and Nippy on. And I, I just, I, our conversation is, um, it's just kind of an open-ended conversation. I just love hearing, um, Nippy made just some really amazing points and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. What Mm -hmm. else do you want to say, Melissa? Um, I think that's it. I think they, they, the fact that they've been such an inspiration, you know, watching them on the vow and hearing their story and the, the similarities to, uh, what we went through was, was an, uh, an eye opener. So yeah. if you're listening right now and you haven't yet watched the vow, I would definitely watch the vow and just yeah. listen. And I think for... season two of the vow is coming out. It is. Yeah. Very, very soon. I can't wait yeah. for that, but, um, yeah. Yeah, please enjoy this episode with Sarah and Nippy. And um, yeah. Should we say it. anything about them? Oh, we, were, we said we were going to say a, a, a couple more little info oh, yeah. bites. So Sarah's book, Sarah Edmondson, yes. her book is called Scarred. And I highly recommend it. Um, her, the story of how she got out of Nexium. And if what else? Um, Sarah and Nippy were both very like high up in the organization. Uh, they had a center in Vancouver, Canada, and that was a very successful center. And they were also with Mark Vicente, part of how Nexium came down. Yeah, they were like the first whistleblowers mm-hmm. for the cult of Nexium. I know. I forget that like, this isn't common knowledge. It's just such like, it's my everyday thinking, but you know, know. knowing about them. So I'm like, okay, wait, there are probably some people out there that don't know what the heck we're talking about. But, um, so Sarah and Nippy Ames and, um, and now they are activists. And so their show a little bit culty. They have experts, cult survivors, um, and sarahedmondson.com. Her website has a lot of resources for people who are yeah. either in a cult or wanting to leave a cult or families of a cult or a cultic group even. So lots of informative and they do it in such a, a great way, a good balance between entertainment and um, just real compassionate information and storytelling. So yeah. Yeah, enjoy. All right, enjoy. The views and opinions expressed on Journey into Yoga Cults are just that, views and opinions, and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the podcast or the hosts. Stories told by hosts and guests are their own personal experiences, viewpoints, and perspectives. Any content provided by our hosts, guests, sponsors, or authors are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, group, club, organization, institution, corporation, business, individual, or anyone. Okay, welcome you guys, Sarah and Nibby from A Little Bit Cultier with us. Hi, thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Long time so coming. Excited. Yes, yeah, long time. Yeah, we've been chatting a lot in the background for a little bit. And uh, it's just nice to have you guys in person to talk to. Mm-hmm. 
It's wonderful to be here and also a good opportunity for a public apology because I realized, uh, <laughs> Melissa, you had messaged me on my Instagram and I misread your tone and got snarky with you. Um, you sure did. For the, for the, the first time. The one time I, Sarah put on her bitch boots. I was like, yeah, it doesn't sound right. She said, I don't like that. I'm like, go for it, Sarah. It's I was highly protective of Mark and you made a comment about like, how do you, what I was interpreting was like, oh, but you like, you knew and you recruited people into blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, yeah. fuck that. Like, uh, like just general frustration with people who don't understand coercive control. Well, yeah. also but, and I put that onto you and then and then you were like, no, really, I'm actually dealing with the same struggle. And I was like, shit. <laughs> I, I like, I got it right away. You know, yeah. I didn't take any offense to it. I was Good. like, oh, crap. But and then I looked over my words to make sure I phrased it correctly. I'm like, OK, I could have had a softer entry into that because I was asked. I was like, can you please ask Mark like how he contends with all of the people that, yeah. you know, got in there? And like, how do you even deal with that? But if you put a different tone on it like yeah like, like how do you how do you justify that how do you asshole? justify yeah, yeah, yeah. all the shit that you cause to people <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, in sarah's defense she's gotten that kind of bar i've had that before, before for real yeah, yeah. Totally. i'm just like at this point um sarah you gotta i mean it's kind of my fault a little bit yeah N nippy's <laughs> given me permission to like stand up for myself in a way that like i probably never would have and things come out of my mouth that i would never would have said if i wasn't married to nippy all the time yeah yeah, and completely no. inappropriate whoa, 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 things too. Completely inappropriate. <laughs> I'll take some responsibility, Sarah. But like, but all of this to say is this whole exchange we read out loud on our podcast, right? Yes. And I kept it in because I felt it was important. Like I could have cut it out and save face, but I kept it in I because love that you did that. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to acknowledge how like a things can be misinterpreted in social media, how important tone is. And mm -hmm. actually what you were asking is a very important question. You know, how yeah. do you reconcile that? You, you know, you, you brought people in, even though you thought you were doing good into something that turned out to be quite bad. And like, there are people with lives and you know, how do you fix that? Yeah. Which is, a, which is yeah. hopefully something we can answer today, but part of yeah. it is this, it's what you're doing. You know. Well, thank you. And yeah. And when I, you know, read your response, like I understood right away because of all of the attacks that I'm sure that you have both experienced, you know, trying to do good. Cause actually, I don't think I told you this before, but somebody came out kind of publicly on our DMS and said, or on uh, comments and said, you guys are like the Alice and Mac. Like, how do you expect people to believe you when you were on the inside? You know, <laughs> like I was like, wait, what? We're just getting compared to Alice and Mac. We're actually the ones like compare us to, you know, Nippy and Sarah, but mm -hmm. like, yeah. and they so. compare us to, you know, Leah Remini and Mike Grindr, right? Right. So yeah. You have these figures inside these groups that are coming out and saying this isn't right but all of us did the things inside the organizations that were done to us and that's yeah, exactly. part, part of the reconciliation and actually one of my therapists dan shaw who we've had on our show and is one you you guys should totally get him as a guest he, yeah he's amazing he's on our he's list he's got, yeah. i'm happy to make introductions he's wonderful Thank um, you. but yeah, he, you know, specializes in, in narcissism and has also, he, he was part of Siddha yoga in upstate New York. Right. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And yeah. He was one of the people who said to me, like, as I was reconciling, as I'd gotten feedback that perhaps, you know, I had gaslit people or had been abusive in, in, in an emotional way, never physically, obviously. 
Um, and I was like horrified at that because I do not see myself as an abusive person. But to for when he said like in when you have a company organization, call it whatever you want to call it, where the head is a narcissistic sociopath and is training you to grow people and help people go to the next level, whatever it is, and they are abusive and manipulating people to do that, you're going to learn that. And that's, right. you know, it's the head of the snake, right? So not to say you have no responsibility because it wasn't you, but that's just to understand how that process works. Dan showed that to us and was really helpful. Well, also the people that are giving you shit aren't recognizing the first step in taking responsibility is what you're doing. So it's like, well, and does that, make that sense? for me is like the total hilarious thing with that, because in Baptiste yoga, taking responsibility, personal responsibility is a huge yeah, same thing. And I, same with you guys, like there, we were taught all the same things, very similar wording. Well, mm -hmm. that's because if I may interject for a second, Baptiste yeah. took from Landmark and yep. which comes from Scientology yeah. and Keith took from Scientology and potentially also like it all comes from the same, it's all the same. Of personal yeah. development, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Personal, yeah. the personal responsibility can, can be used against you. Right. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. it was always used against us, yeah. but that's what is so funny to me is like the people still in and stuff like that, you know, and they're like, you need to take responsibility. And we're like, we are, are you mm -hmm. listening? Yeah. <laughs> like we have apologized. We continue to like, really try to understand the harm and the abuses and like that's all we're asking of other people but Nippy, <laughs> apparently we're quote? not doing it right you want to share that quote that someone said to you when we were in austin that really resonated with you put you on the spot yeah what was it when you know when you know better you do better oh yeah 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 i mean that's sorry to when I was you know gonna, better. I was offering you the <laughs> yeah. opportunity. The opportunity. <laughs> I just said it. Sorry. But yeah. I think that's true. You when you know better, you do better. And and you didn't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, that that is one of the questions that I have for you guys today is like how what has been your process to kind of reconcile with all of the feelings of, you know, when you realize that what you have perpetrated you've been a victim but then part of being that victim is you perpetrated on other people what you learned how do you reconcile how do you forgive yourself for all of that like what has been your process if you could give us some sure. kind of nuggets do we go first nep or you want to go you can go okay i mean i think <clears throat> we've been out for almost five years coming up on our five-year anniversary of freedom and I think that it's gone through different stages. There's been a lot of therapy, a lot of self-education, a lot of watching documentaries about other groups that use coercive control um, or cultish behavior in those groups. And I, and I think in understanding the template and, and learning how, how it happens and how it works and how they get you and what the hook is and how human that is. And truly, I think another level of our education is doing our podcast with a little bit culty and talking to people who come from all different backgrounds and different religions and ex-evangelical, ex-Christian, ex-Mormon, ex-Orthodox Jewish, ex-Landmark, ex-all these things. And it's all the same. Like everyone always had the same ideology of something they were buying into that they thought was really beautiful and really good. And those people are good people and they have, they're idealistic and they're um, you know, they want community and they want 
to change the world and, and they have an optimism that a lot of people don't have. Like people would say like, I'm not a joiner. Yeah, but you're also kind of a skeptic fuck nugget jerk, you know, like the people that, that I liked in those groups have a vision for the world that's better. And I think it's a really yes. beautiful thing. Yes. So I think that narc- understanding that, so- that sociopaths or narcissistic, whatever you want to call, you know, these, these leaders and whether or not they're born that way or they grew into it. Cause I do have a theory about Baptista when I run by you later bookmark it mm-hmm. um, is that they they know that about people and they can use them. So they use good people to further their mission to get whatever their needs are met, whether it's sex, power, yeah. money, yeah, their ego stroke, whatever. So like reconciling that I'm not bad for making those choices. And I thought that I was doing good and I thought I was helping, I truly thought I was helping people. And that's definitely who I am and coming to terms with that is who I am because also part of the programming even though they're saying this is for enlightenment and making you feel whole and complete, it's actually making you feel like shit about yourself. Right. You're never enough. You don't measure up. There's always more work yeah. to do. Right. And, and in, in examining your issues and your, you know, what we called our deficiencies and our, like our patterns and our issues, we're always focusing on the negative and it's a really shitty trough, like, you know, like in the, in the pig slop, tr- I don't know what's the word. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's just die. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. The pigsty. Pigsty. Thank you. Like the trough <laughs> of the slop of the pig. Like that's not that's not a place to like to live. And you're supposed to like sit in that and journal about it and do EMs on it. And like ultimately, I left feeling like shit about myself and then extra shit about myself because I I vouched for this guy who was clearly one of the world's biggest, creepiest, disgustingest douchebags that ever lived, right? Mm-hmm. And so to to understand the process of how those people use good people. And that I was one of the good people that whose yeah. light was used. We were actually taught, go to like a, you know, a yoga retreat. I went on a yoga retreat in Costa Rica in like 2010, looking to recruit the bright lights. Like if I had met wow. you, I would have been like, you're a bright light. I want you on my team mm-hmm. thinking I was more light, more, more bright light, the better. And we could build this community faster, not right. recognizing Keith was trying to dim those lights. Yeah. Oh, that is so, I'm like, lights are going off because that's so (laughs) relatable. You know, like the people that we really wanted to bring in and we didn't like the recruitment word was never used. It was like Mm -hmm. enroll, like enroll enroll people, you know, it's like the same as landmark where you're, you know, you're giving them a gift by enrolling them, by giving them this opportunity, you know, to shine. Next step, Keith taught us that enrollment was synonymous with building humanity. Oh, I Oof. believe it. I Same believe thing. It. Uh, yeah. It was in, remember that was in the test, Nip. What is the definition of enrollment? Building humanity. Wow. Wow. Why wouldn't you want to build humanity? Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. I, mean, I think it was a little different, but. Uh, well, yeah. Your capacity. my notes. No, your capacity, <laughs> your capacity to enroll was indicative of your humanity. Mm. Yes, that too. Mm. Oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, yeah, so they have you feeling like shit, but here's your way out and roll more people. Yes. Or here's your way out, do more of these, spend more money, get do more stuff. And if if I may, just to go back to your answering that question about how do you like unwind all that stuff? Yeah. Um the other thing that I think is really important, especially in, in the space of the personal responsibility question, is that you know, we had to do that in a real way and figure out what was really taking responsibility. Like, okay, these people came in, some, some of them need therapy. Some of them need to get like 
out of Albany. Some people need to get their brands removed. Some people need to um, have a lawyer. And so like helping people like get back on their feet and take care Mm -hmm. of, I'm I'm still helping. Like I just got off the phone with somebody today who five years later is okay, I'm ready to get my brand removed. I'm helping her find the plastic surgeon and there was some money donated. Like, so I'm still dealing with like the physical effects of cleaning up this mess. Yeah. That being said, in the, in the way that personal responsibility can be misused where it's like, and I think I've said this in other interviews, Keith had us saying things like, how are you personally responsible for the Holocaust? Like, how are you, how are you responsible for all these things? How are you responsible for what's happening in the Ukraine or whatever? Like, Right. If you really take it to the next level, you're always responsible for everything because we're connected, right? Like, well, right. Wait, can I just finish this thought? So, because I don't, so I don't forget. I, it. I think that's yeah. taken out a little bit out of context in terms of. Well, it, it it is out of context, but the point is, is that in in the way it's used as a weapon, is that you can always over responsibilize yourself if that's. A word. I agree. I agree. And that's I, agree. I think problematic because there were people that I brought in that went to Albany joined Keith's harem, gave up their lives. Mm-hmm. And I still feel responsible for them because I brought them in, but also like, I didn't make those choices for them. And, right. you know, I, well, I introduced them to the program. I didn't do those things. They made those choices out of their own free will. I can't control it. So it's still something I struggle with. And, mm-hmm. you know, Nippy helps me like kind of ferret those things out for lack of a better word. Well, yeah, I can see how that's something to untangle once you've yeah. gotten it embedded because they change your language, the meaning of your language, right? And that's how they change your thoughts. Um, There's so much, God, there's so much we could talk about, but um, I'm kind of looking at my questions and I really love to, uh, well, acknowledge you both because for us, um, the three of us in particular, but so many of our friends who are out um, have cited the vow as the reason why they were able to see that Baptiste yoga is a cult. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, just want you to know that like, it's been really significant for us, because we can relate to you, Mm -hmm. you know, as some um, kind of other cults are more like less relatable. Yours is one I could definitely see myself having joined, you know, Mm -hmm. because the Mm -hmm the kind of the hook is similar, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to change the planet and we're going to help people. Um, So thank you both. You're welcome. You're so welcome. That means a lot to us. It It does. It's not been an easy five years, but to hear how our trauma and journey and surviving it all helps others, you know, somehow makes it more purposeful or meaningful or, you know, of course I would have made different decisions if I had known and had all the information, but here we are and I love my life and I love my husband and I love my kids and here we are helping people in, yeah, a, you're doing in a much more different way. <laughs> you're doing yeah. amazing. No, and, and Elaine opened up to us to actually help people. And right. So, you know, who wouldn't want that opportunity? You know, even if it's not something you're passionate about, just the fact that that lane opens up to you and you can go down it and hopefully expand it into other domains if, if you want is, been a huge opportunity as an effect of a lot of really good decisions a lot of really good people showing up in, in our lives at a hard time yeah mm-hmm. no, like actually so. and actually good people yeah. yes yeah not people <laughs> pretending to be good yeah. people exactly right. yeah right. i have a, exactly. i have a spiritual anecdote that i like yeah to kind of add to it and sarah knows Please. i'm not into the spiritual language and all that stuff this i'm, some, I'm news, somewhat everybody. i'm somewhat allergic to it because <laughs> if it's not if it wasn't in the laws of physics and cause and effect i felt like you were making shit up 
and yeah, you're in the yeah. land, but yeah. when, it, when it happens to you, it's pretty undeniable. And this is my best take on it. Um, it's We were being pulled by some pretty dark forces, um, and some of them we didn't even know were there and hadn't really developed a sensitivity to, but once we were out of them, there's a chiropractic term, you don't know how much pain you're in until you're out of it. Yeah. You know, I didn't mm. know how much abuse was going yeah. on until we were out of it. Absolutely. And then as a result of that, um, the light showed up in the forms of a lot of, there's a lot of vultures who wanted our story. Mm. You know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think Sarah and I. Because it's salacious and yeah. like, yeah. oh yeah, we could get a and lot we of listened sex called. And got pulled, but not far. Like it was like, no, that's not it. And then the filmmaker showed up and just the questions that they were asking. Um, and you can get a good understanding of someone's perception or depth of understanding of a problem with the questions that they ask. Um, and they seemed pretty interested in seeking to understand the story rather than um, exploit it. Exploiting it. Right. And we felt really safe with them. And I think that's the light that showed up. And subsequently, just even how our podcast came into, we had some people who <clears throat> had seen the vow. So it seemed a lot of those decisions that were made and staying in our lane, not doing the salacious aspect of things um, mm-hmm. and just speaking to abuses of power, what they look like, what they sound mm-hmm. like has opened up areas for us to Sarah and I to go down and just share our story and just sharing our story has been pretty powerful. And, and the people that have ushered it in have been the light. So that's kind of my, the dark had us for a while and then we got out of it, the light showed up and I think the wisdom we got from it too is also what we've been able to turn into content points for people to understand. So Sarah and I think have done our best to articulate it and put it in sound bites so people can understand. And it seems to be having a pretty profound effect. So it's, well, it definitely is. And I yeah. see, you know, there's a lot of like scholars out there, but you guys do such a great job of just bringing it into real, like, speak right real parlance <laughs> like right. uh you know the kind of uh thought stopping cliches mm-hmm. things that were just yep. like psychological talk before are now just coming into regular exactly. understanding which is so helpful i think to a lot and, of us and there's upsides and downsides to that as well yes. but the, the <laughs> upside the upsides is, is i i think if you're talking to an expert or scholar it's too late yeah like yeah. you, you, either you've in one, you have a family member who's in one and you have to get someone out. But if mm-hmm. you're talking to us, we're the stop gap kind of, so to speak. Yeah. Right? And <clears throat> um, we bring kind of um, what I've found at least, and maybe I'm wrong, is people that have kind of a hankering that something's going on. If they get wind of our story, they go, oh, that's what's going on. Holy shit. Right? They go yeah. down the rabbit hole. And they go, oh, fuck. Hey, Sarah Nippy, thank you for telling your story. I got out of this, 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 and this. Yeah. And, or even and like I got invited to something and I yeah. and then I <clears throat> was gonna sign up and then I Googled it because of the vow. Or you know what I right. mean? Right. Like that's great. Cause I think so, if we you have been able to give those like little sound bites or those little yeah. nuggets. If I had if I had watched the vow or any of this stuff, and this is you know what, what some people are saying is the golden age of cult awareness. Now, thank goodness, if I had any of this information. I wouldn't have even signed up for the five day because no. I would have right. been like, wait, you're pressuring me and saying there's a scarcity thing, which is total bullshit. There was right. only nine people in my program. There could and there could have <laughs> been room for four, like, you know, 40 maybe. But like yeah. I had to do it in a 48 hours and there wasn't going to be, and this is the only opportunity. And there's a, yeah. you know, gr- 
geniuses like Keith are only around for so long, blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. I would have been like, wait, you were doing what with humanity and who's this community? And like, where's the research, you know? So we had and, all those. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And, and to exp <laughs> expand on, you know, one point I think is important too, is if you're talking, if we're the stop gap, it's important to know that we're not experts. Right. And right. I think one of the things that when we touched on this in our Austin episode is too, is the language that was pretty niche for the experts, gaslighting, these terms have become a little bit more broadened and they're taking on bro more broader definitions mm -hmm. that I, I think are kind of being abused too. So the language yes. too is one thing that I think people need to be sensitive to and really get, if you feel like this is going on and you want to know more, understand that we're a stopgap. Yes. We're a pretty good one. We can we can maybe inform you from making a bad decision and a, and a more optimal one. But if you really want to understand it, go do the deep dive into the experts' work because they really add to the nuance. They really understand the abuses, and it's pretty precise. And you'll develop a different palette to. Yeah, you'll develop a radar for yes. it. Yes. Yeah, yes. and then that's our goal. Then, ultimately, then you go you you point people back to right. where to go for more. Develop Which, the radar the way, without having to go through it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. Right. But exactly. also if you have gone through it, then, then the next step is like, how do you get out and developing the template for that? Or how do you heal? You yes. know, which is a yeah. whole, that's why yeah. you know we're loving these Our, conversations because there's so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Our episode, like, so today, like while we're recording this, we had an episode drop today with um, Rachel Bernstein from Indoctrination. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we just like, we spent that whole episode talking about healing Mm -hmm. and best practices and next steps. So like, cause that has felt super important. We've had so many people coming to us like, well, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. What's the answer now? And so I, I felt like she was such a good expert being a therapist that, you know, she was India Oxenberg's therapist yeah. out of Nexium. So she felt like such a good fit to help a lot of yogis coming out of not yeah. just Baptiste yoga, but I think we have a lot of listeners from other yoga groups coming out and she did such a good job at helping with the healing and explaining yes. things in such an amazing way. Um, because so much within our group and within yoga just turns into like kind of therapy pseudo therapy yeah right yeah and it's a slippery slope yeah mm -hmm. we actually mm -hmm. spoke um at, at an ex-mormon conference last fall and was surprised about how many ex-mormons or mormons got out of mormon the mormon church because of the vow and then i was basically presenting to them like how to heal and had mm -hmm. like a six point mm -hmm. sort of you know this is what worked for me anyway like it doesn't right it may not work for you but you have to find the things that work for you um do you want me to tell you super quick? Yeah. Like with those yes, things? please. Okay. I'm like, wait, what are they? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just off the top of my head. I don't have it in front of me, but the first thing was like self-care and and learning to, you know, and for me, it's things like hot baths with Epson. Nippy always makes fun of me a little bit, but like I- He does. I, I've noticed him make fun of you a lot. Yes, that's part of, our, part of our our banter. That's my love language. <laughs> yeah, teasing his Nippy's lot, which took me a long time to understand. Like he hates me. <laughs> anyway. Um, Sorry about that. Thought about that uh that's part of our like you know our i think when you're coming out of something like this where you've been go 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 for so long and learning mm -hmm. to like actually just chill is really difficult um and i have a lot of things around that. this is like the, the main categories yeah. um self-care 
Well, we can relate to that one. Cause like we were talking about like shoveling food in your face. Yes. You know, a big thing with Baptiste is like, you always have to be productive, productive. Yes. You always have to be enrolling more, doing something, creating something, expanding, being yes. bigger, being bigger. That's and consistent it's, with it's these so groups. consistent because it's got yeah. your kind of cortisol level. You're always like on alert. You're stressed out all and the time. You can't so think you, you can't, can't think, think straight. No. You can't think, Oh wait, is this actually what I wanted? You know? <laughs> right. Um, and then for some people leaving certain things, there's also a level of security, you know, making sure you're actually safe, which is probably not the case with Baptiste, but with other groups, it's important to acknowledge those things. And there's self-education um, and everything I mentioned, mm. like listening to the podcast and listen, you know, watching all these documentaries. By the way, I have a on my website, sarahedmondson.com slash resources. There's a lot of these things that I recommend um, to read and watch and books awesome. and all my favorites, which does need to be updated because more things have come out. Um, and nice. then, and then, th and three is therapy, like finding a therapist, probably Rachel talked about this as well. And we are, we're planning on doing a cross show with her soon. Um, but yeah, like finding a therapist that doesn't trigger you because a lot of, a lot of therapists, right. therapists, if they're not trained in coercive control or cultish abuse uh, or cultic abuse, they don't, they don't know, know what they're looking at. They don't know what they're looking no. at. Yeah. And they, they and they may ask some of the questions that are kind of like, you know, Nexium slash Baptiste slash landmark slash Scientology esque, right. which is yep. like, well, but like, what were you going for? Or like, how did you choose that? Or like, you know, you know, something that puts it back on the person. And right. like, that's not okay. When you've been abused, yeah. you need someone to go like the first, the, I remember the first therapist I spoke to actually wasn't a therapy session. Just someone happened to be a therapist who uh -huh. I told my story to. And he was like, wow, that sounds really awful. I'm so sorry you went through that. And I was like, uh, that he just acknowledged that I went through something painful. If I had said something like that in Nexium, it would have been, but how did you cause yourself to be there? Right. You know? yep. in, in a compassionate <laughs> way, depending on the person. But what, you know, what expectations did you have that weren't met in reality? Right. You know, or, um, well, what's missing in you that you were get, trying to get from the outside world that you couldn't get that's actually just a like that you don't actually need, you know, or whatever. Mm, right. Like it's always coming back to you. Yeah. So, Gaslight yourself. Gaslight yourself. Yes. Yeah. So if you don't have the right therapist coming out of this stuff, you can you can be in a really bad situation. And never mind shows like Shrink Next Door, where there are therapists who are actual socio sociopathic cultic oh abusers who are going to yeah. take advantage of you again. So you have to be so careful. <clears throat> um, so that was number three. Four was reclaiming your time and your values. And so this <clears throat> is like an ongoing thing for me, where like you know, same with you, we probably didn't have your own free time ever. You know, just the fact that we have Saturdays now to go to the farmer's market and we do Saturday pancakes as a family. Whereas in the past Saturdays where I was at the center, I was there at the crack of dawn, I was cleaning, I was setting up food, I was doing like whatever, whatever we do, yeah. like all the actual yeah. running of the courses never <clears throat> had a weekend. And if I didn't, if I had a free weekend, all of a sudden I'd be like, what can we do? We're going to we're going to do a coach retreat. We're going to fly out Nancy. We're going to do a summit. Yeah. We're going to do a coach thing. We're going to, so I'd never had a weekend, Yeah. you know? And so yeah. reclaiming that as like, what are we do now as a family is very empowering, but also sometimes people don't know. They're like, I don't know who I am or, or yeah. what I'm into right. other than, you know, yoga. <laughs> well, do you find that people who are not yet out, like kind of cling to that stuff because it's yes. become their identity? Like, yeah. They don't know who would be there. Like it would be, yeah. is anybody there without all that? I, I have an explanation, I think, for mm -hmm. the people that are, quote, not out, whatever that means. And I think it's case by case, but I'm yeah. going to throw a broad stroke explanation at it. And this is something that Good. 
I had a conversation with someone in Austin who we hadn't seen in a while, hadn't seen since we left. He was a really good friend of mine and, and I hadn't, he hadn't spoken to me and I met up with him and he was explaining his process of leaving. He had a marriage to someone who was in, they were still in. And he said, I had a lot to lose by leaving. So he was out, but mm-hmm. he still had a lot to lose and he had to divorce himself in a way, quite literally from his wife and from potential litigation if he took a stand. Right. right. So, and, and it got us thinking anyone that had anything to lose in the organization was going to leave. If you didn't have anything to lose in your except life, your pride. except your pride in your self image, you were going to stay loyal. Mm. Right. So if okay. you had a career so- to go back to, if you had money, if you had family, if you had whatever. So they don't have anything to weigh the scales against. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my God, right. I got to go eat my humble pie and crow and look stupid and all that stuff as opposed to just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. And then they pretend to not pretend. Right. Yep. And it compounds yep. it because yep. then people are going to shame them, give them crap. And then they have to go in the offensive attack character. And it's Say the whistleblowers oh, are not. It's, to be it trusted. is yeah. a predictable process. I, you can actually, I can actually tell you what's good. You give me a scenario. I can probably tell you the behavior patterns that they are being cornered into just by the nature of pride, self-image and those things. So okay, can we play this, this game where we yeah. tell you the scenario? Cause like, right, right I can read you some emails. You guys are excited. Letters, right? <laughs> we're excited. We were like, how this do like we frame show. this like a question? <laughs> Or game um, show. Because this is exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, how do we do this? So how do you um, frame it? Go ahead, Rachel. Well, it's, um, <clears throat> yeah, we were literally talking about this before you guys joined us um, as we were prepping. Um, that's exactly, so within this, there's all of these studios that are branded Baptiste or affiliate with his name on the studio. So I know what you're saying, Nippy, is exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so many people within the past two years, since more of these allegations have come out. And then since we started this podcast, like are just slowly taking the name off of their studio quietly, quietly and not addressing the allegations and the, and the abuses, but they're just like, well, we're not affiliated, but they're still teaching a lot of the stuff, but their name isn't. And we don't, we don't support him anymore. Uh, but so a lot of that is happening and that's a start. It's a start, but like, I literally was reading through this email we got from a friend of ours. We worked with her a lot. She has an affiliate studio who's like, well, Steve jobs sucked to work for. <laughs> so you know, you can say that like, about a lot of corporate America. Corporate say, abuses people all the time. But we're, like, but we're still using his products. So in other words, we should still use the Baptiste methodology is what it's called. We should still use the Baptiste programs. We should still send people to the programs because they do a lot of good, like Apple computers so do a what, lot of good. One of the things you can say is... I, you know, you could acknowledge that say, yeah, obviously there's good. Otherwise we wouldn't have joined. We wouldn't have stayed. We're not talking about the good. We're talking about the bad. And what's, what's the fear to acknowledge that? Are they going to lose something? Are they going to lose, you know, is is it a reputation thing? Is it they're afraid they're going to lose clients? Like what, 
it's really, I think it's all of that. Cause yeah. everything that be said is like, there is people that have put his name on their studio have only ever spent money within the yoga industry on Baron. It's all they know is him, his teachings, his stuff. And they've built their whole, like they have opened yoga studios, mortgaged their homes to start this yoga brand based on this person. So they have like a franchise, right? It's a franchise in a way, Mm -hmm. not quite. I mean, there's a lot. Well, let me ask you something. Have you, and I haven't, I listened to your first episode. I haven't listened to the last 12. So I apologize. And you may have already done this. You have a lot going on. I do. I do. And I promise to listen to yours before having you on ours, which I would love to have do one day. Thank you. Um, Yeah, of course. Um, But have you articulated specifically what the abuses of power are and what is problematic? You have. Yes. And that you've been public about that. Yeah. Very public. Well, I think with the, the, the difficult thing is like compared to you guys, the situation that Keith was like, it was brought out that he was branding women, you know, it's such a, and then, you know, once he got charged, it's so extreme. It's so obvious, you know, that this is like, what kind of a monster would do that where Barron's is like, he hasn't been brought to court. There has been no like proof of anything. There's been many people who don't know because they, the biggest thing that's happened to them is that they've been indoctrinated to believe that this organization is doing good when actually we can see that the whole point is to get him money, sex control. Okay. Um, so So it's not as public Right. So a little bit easier to fly under the radar. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges, even with us until the branding happened, is that there were disgruntled people over the years and there were people who had left, not disgr- disgruntled, people trying to whistleblow. Like people right. who had been abused by people him who had been abused. what we were seeing now. Yeah. Right. And, and saying this is wrong. But the problem is, is that, I mean, there's a lot of things. We, there's a theory that like it was in upstate New York where people had been bought off. So people who had, were coming to the authorities. It's not were a being, theory. It hasn't been proven yet, but we believe it's it's pretty clear. Like, mm-hmm. how do these things right. go on? And and people, you know, all these authorities turned a blind eye. Not only turned a blind eye, then went after the people who had come with evidence of like tax evasion and all these things. Then they were the mm-hmm. enemy now. Right. And so there's that, but also in the community itself. And keep in mind, there was never more than tw- somewhere between seventeen and 20,000 20, people total. And that and that's like the actual diehards was never more than three or four hundred because that's how many people showed up every Vanguard week. Yeah, yeah. There's there's never more than 400 people every retreat. So at any given time, 400 diehards. It's not a lot of people. Yeah, right. right? So when you but but when you look at that ratio, there's a couple of people who are disgruntled or ex-lovers. I say that in quotes because that's how they were spun to us or suppressive or whatever. And then you have all these people having a good experience, saying, yeah. "Oh, but that's not." And then we were taught, "Well, is is that your experience? Do you experience Keith being with underage right. women?" No, of course not. Right. I've never seen it. That's right. insane. Why would he do that? I've never right. seen him fucking a participant in the woods. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> yes, exactly. So I think with something allegedly. like Baptiste, allegedly with Baptiste, where there's like so many more people who are out there just doing yoga and they're not seeing the abuses. They're like, well, why am I going to put my life on the line or like, you know, inconvenience myself in any way if I haven't had that experience. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So yeah. especially if they don't see the, that they're the frogs the worst- in the bottom water being boiled yeah exactly the worst part about it is if they hear your story and they seek to disprove it and seek to falsify it yeah and that's that's hard and they're well they're protecting their nest egg or they're protecting what it is they have to lose when they do that instead of being instead of being horrified and outraged 
to seek to falsify your story. One of the things that happened with Sarah is like people were being branded and the, re and the response sometimes was, but it was consensual. And yeah. my response to that was, right. what the fuck are you talking about? And it was consensual. Yeah. That, that didn't and, negate it. And it wasn't even consensual. <laughs> right. but, my, but my point yeah. is, is yeah. even, even if, if it was, was like, yeah. what the fuck's going on up there where people are agreeing to get a guy's name branded on it? Like it, right. just, it just spoke to me that they were ignorant to everything. Exactly. If that was their first response to an abuse. Yeah, you know, exactly. oh, sororities do it. Dismiss it. it. Like you're not, you're not, you don't know what you're yeah, looking at. Yeah, yeah. And if the yeah. FBI, if the FBI knocks on your door and you like gaslight the FBI, they, uh, that's where I, that's where I'm thinking like people don't know what they're looking at when people are that doing the gymnastics in their head. People are being, yes. people went to the authorities <laughs> because wives of people were getting branded and we found out in the court case way worse. Right. Right. So, right. You know, you have to understand if you're in that inner circle and you know what's going on, you're not going to do an about face because you're complicit and you for right. how long. So they have to protect their self-image, tooth, claw, nail, whatever that fucking term is. Mm -hmm. Um, because if they don't, they have to admit they were complicit with abuses for however long. Exactly. And how many people do that? Like it, people say Sarah and I are brave. Yes, we went through some shit, but like we never had to do an about face on like, oh, now I'm going to pull my knives out of people that I was, you know, abusing. Like that wasn't anything that we were doing. So for us to, to stand against the abuses was easy because we were never participating in those. Right. I mean, it was, it was, it, it, yes and no. I mean, it's easy to stand against the abuses to be public and to go under scrutiny. That's for, separate. That's a whole I'm just separate saying, thing. Like, you know, it, yeah. it, it, imagine, you know, coming to terms with, oh my God, I've been having double teams and branding, you know, I've been doing things that I never thought I'd be doing and I just woke up to doing it. Right. Yeah. You know, I imagine right. it's like a, a, a 19, 20 year old SS officer after the war, recognizing he took a Jew into an oven. Absolutely. And then going, oh my yeah. God, I thought I was hell Hitler. And then going, I got to live with that for the rest of my life. Right. Right. You know, so they double down. And no, it's good. It's good. It's good. Keith's practices. Maybe they're not, Conventional, but unconventional. They're good. So they're good. None, He's of them, good. none of these people signed up for unconventional sex practices. They mm -hmm. set up as a goals program. Yeah. And so I think whatever, you know, generally speaking, the process of that is one yet. And to understand what you're looking at, you'll understand why they're making the decisions that they do. If they have husbands and family members and material gains to lose, they're going to do an about face and take responsibility. That's what's motivating them to do. Right. It. And also mm -hmm. like the, the sense that, you know, if I do admit that I've been doing, if I do understand that I've done, I've had harm done to me, then I have to reconcile with the fact that I have done the same kind of harm. Yeah. So it's better just to not even go there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they pretend and they pretend they're not pretending. Right. Exactly. And they don't know what they don't know. They don't know that they're not, they're not, that no, they're, they know. Not pretending. Well, you think they them. know? They know. Yeah, they know. I think they know. And it's just too. They won't it's, take it, it in. There's a case by case. Some, yeah. some people, yeah. case. Some people yeah. know more than others. Look, yeah. I, there's a, Edward Snowden was interviewed and was interviewed. And Sarah doesn't like this quotation. I like it, is that you can't wake people up that are pretending to be asleep. Yes. Right. Um, right. Well, and that's where I'm, I'm seeing a lot of like, literally that, like we have received you know, letters like the one I've referenced and a bunch of others where they're like, I have some are like this person who are like, well, I didn't really see that. I didn't experience that. There's a reason she didn't. And yeah. then we've gotten others right. who are like, 
I've seen it and I like there's problematic stuff, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Right. But here's the thing. Why would they? If you can go back to your life and kind of skirt this. How many people? Exactly. Yeah. And that's actually part of the healing process is to go like, okay, however you want to handle it, that's your prerogative. This is how I'm handling it. And you're not going to get everyone on this team. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. certain yeah. type of person who wants to do this. And other, I mean, you can't, I can't even tell you how disappointed we were with how many close friends who we thought were close friends just dis a fucking period when yes. this happened. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Gone. Yeah. We've had that. Gone. Yeah. Well, and to this day. I, I'm like, but here, here's my take gone. on it. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I get it. I get it. You don't want to disrupt your life and you can go back to it and great, go for it. But then yeah. to, but then to do, then to go back to your life and pretend like you're in the fight too. That's where I'm like, if I see you in public, I'm going to out you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you well, know, there's, there's, there's some people that are yeah. virtue signaling that they're standing up for, I'm just like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Now you don't mm-hmm. get to stand up for that. You don't, you you were, don't get, you, you don't get to flex a persona you didn't earn. Well, yeah. Especially if you haven't acknowledged how right. much harm you've done first. Right. Yeah. Okay, a couple of quick questions yes, for yes. you. <laughs> we just so no, it's no, it's awesome. you actually answered like all of the questions without okay. even asking them, but right. the important That's ones. The best. Uh, what has been uh, question one? What are you most allergic to now? Uh, you used that word Nippy earlier. Yeah, but that's my question. What are you most allergic to now after life in a cult? Yeah, I'm gonna nail this one. You do. Yeah. <laughs> I am allergic to causes that come in with a moral superiority, pretending to champion people only to leverage their cause for their own personal gain. So that's mm. another con. Yeah. Like, yeah, just people Absolutely. say, hey, we're doing this, but are and, you? <laughs> and it, you see it, I don't want to get political, but- Let, Let's not get political. I'm not getting they political. They don't edit. They don't I, edit I, I'm not, I mean, whatever, <laughs> I'm just saying, you see it with politicians on both sides. Yeah. All yeah. Right? yeah. And it's disgusting and they, no domain is off limits to them, right? Mm. They'll do it in sports. They'll do it at the expense of the school children. They'll do it at the expense of, um, you know, any, any, any domain, like they will basically, it's just another, it's another bait and switch. Like it's another bait and switch. I mean, I like Baron did this. He, they started a whole foundation to help underprivileged youth, but really it's a, it's a guise to get, people like adults to come to programs and give them their money. It's, it's, it's the thing that I'm just like, you know, we, we interviewed someone named Nadia Boltz Weber. Oh Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were asking her about people that come in and she's like, I assume they're monsters right away. <laughs> oh, she specifically I, was talking about the yoga teacher who was like, "Yeah, Namaste. I'm going to put like, my hands together and like, create some to kulana, me, which is Sanskrit for community." To me, that's the symptom of the of the monster, and I thought that yeah. was <laughs> she was one of my favorite. I just thought she was the coolest. Yeah, <laughs> she was really cool. I think. What I'm about allergic- you, Sarah? What are you most allergic to? I I mean, there's it, this changes and it's changed and like in different ways I've had to reclaim certain vocabulary but just when people talk about like even like their success plan or you know their coach or accountability or just certain words that were so much part of our vernacular I just yeah. I'm just by bristle and yeah. um and, and also just like false leadership like leadership of people who are um yeah you know these are people we've talked about on our podcast uh certain false gurus that are that are clearly just scamming people and yeah. I, and I get really, yeah. 
you know, and, and you'd be surprised how many people have invited us to other stuff and saying, well, the, the, but this guy's legit, you know, and I'm like, is he though? <laughs> like, how do you know? Have you looked at his credentials? And just yeah. by scanning his Instagram, I'm like, eh, eh, eh. So oh, yeah, like, <laughs> like Aubrey Marcus. Oh, yeah. Somebody just, my... sent, somebody just sent that Ooh. to me and I haven't, I haven't done a deep dive, but I was like, yeah, it looks pretty. No sexy. need to deep dive five minutes into one of his <laughs> podcast episodes. And it's like, oh, my hair standing up on end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and one more thing, one more yeah, thing. Okay, yeah. Say things like doing the work, like are oh. they doing the work? Like, yes. Yeah. Working the plan or what? Is yeah. The t-shirt, do the work. We had a t-shirt that said, do the work on it. And yeah. he would just yell that at us. <laughs> constantly yeah. like his personal minions okay another question yeah do you think that this is like a um an, a, you mentioned i can't remember the words but like a kind of cult awakening era or do you think it's a explosion of cults era or is it like both at the i same think it's time? both i i think it's both at the same time i have heard from experts like Daniel lalich that because of the pandemic and people's online accessibility and going down youtube rabbit holes can like yeah. hook them into things like QAnon and things like that. So there is certainly more an online culty presence with things like, you know, Teal Swan and people who don't even have to leave their home and they can be part of something oh my God, yeah. of that community and stuff like that. <clears throat> but I think that it's also because of things like The Vow and Wild Wild Country and Holy Hell and all these documentaries that are showing people, even, even Bad Vegan, which I don't think for the record that the producers they didn't, filmmakers. They didn't do a good job no, you know? they, they yeah. know what they were agree or they, they did know what they were looking at and they didn't care to tell that they, story. they didn't no. do right by sarma no whoever, no whoever did that i'm like shame on you that yeah. being said there's still more awareness of like you know i think what, what whatever people think about sarma they can tell that she was conned you know and right. this guy did it this way and that maybe you know you, you hear some of the red flags that might stop someone from going through the same thing so like there is still in a, or even the Tinder swindler puppet master that are some mm -hmm. of the things that have come out more recently, there is this new fascination with, you know, con men and cults and course of control and people want to know about it. And, you know, Amanda Montel talks about this in her book and you may want to interview her also. We do. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me know. Happy to make the intros. Yeah, a, lot totally. did, a lot of people did that for us at the beginning. So we would love to pay it forward. Nice. Um, but yeah, she, she talks about how, um, Oh, what was I just talking about? I lost my train of thought. The language. What, yeah, what was I just? Was, is this the age of? The age of like culture. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, sorry. This I wish I could rewind you right now. What was, I, what was I saying before that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. People are joining. Um, damn it. Well, you'll have to interview. They're joining okay. online yeah. stuff. I mean, I, I think what, Oh, what I know I what I was going to say. Sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I remember now that she, she just talks about how like there's, there's just this awareness of now of um, that there's language used is used to rope you in. And mm. I think because of that, people are more aware of like, Oh, that sounds like her podcast sounds like a cult. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, how, what, what about it sounds like a cult, but we're all kind of involved in cultish. That's the name of her mm -hmm. book things um, to different degrees, whether it's CrossFit or, you know, and, and somebody may look at Baptiste and go, okay, that's cultish. It's not, they're mm -hmm. not branding women. So like, what's bad what's about it right. yeah, what's the problem but yeah. you can specifically say well he's lying you know he's saying that you're gonna get this if you pay this and it's not mm -hmm. it's to, for, to line his own pockets and yes. that's you know if you you know you, you that's harder for people to, to for people to 
get a lot, go on board with if they haven't experienced that. So then all you can do really is sound your own alarm, sound the alarm and whoever, whoever wants to listen, will listen. And yeah. you know, the podcast is obviously right. a great way to get that message out. How yeah. lucky we yeah. are that there's all these podcasts. So, I know. So here's yeah. another explanation too, that I've put together and heard and, and bits and pieces. Um, it, it's a, more people are, are getting drawn into these things. Um, because the tradition we're going through a transition in the way a lot of the world works with the internet and stuff mm. like that. And the workforce and the economy, um, uh, the, the workforce that's coming out of college and stuff, it's more acute that it's not like it was, and there's not clear, go to college, get your job and, and the traditional yeah. way of doing things. And as a result of that, people are looking for purpose. And one of the things, if you look at history that prevented totalitarian regimes from becoming completely totalitarian was religion, i.e. cults, because they can never penetrate the psychology of people that were loyal to their religions and religions try to penetrate the psychology, the father, the son, and Holy ghost of the family unit. Mm. So really we're loyal to your family unit. It was very hard to penetrate the family unit if you had a strong family unit in that mm -hmm. community. And then a lot of times they were in a, a religion or something that was cultish, but it also prevented totalitarian regimes from totally taking over, you know, because there were so many factions of religions. Mm -hmm, but that right. was one of the things that ultimately ended up preserving society in a lot of ways. So the, the upside of these things is it prevented totalitarian regimes and coming in and just making them totalitarian. Even in communist Russia, you still had them. They could, they recognized they couldn't conquer the church per se. So yeah. now religion is kind of taking a back seat. Religion isn't as solid as it was when we were growing up. It right, isn't right. environs of our country and in, in, in suburbs. And you can have like, you know, religion in a lot of ways, but the time is up in a lot of sense for religions, mm, right? Yeah. Becoming, it doesn't have as strong of a hold. It's becoming yeah. a little bit antiquated. So then where do we, where do people look? And I mean, but it goes one back of the, to like the most fascinating things. Yeah, yeah. The most fascinating things to me I've heard in this whole journey is the, is the cult of the algorithm. People are literally Whoa. going on the internet, clicking on something. The internet gets a hit that you like that and it feeds your feed and people can go down these rabbit holes. The next thing you know, yep. QAnon makes sense to them. And it's not yep. an intelligence thing. Right. What people need to start understanding, it's not intelligence things. One of our smartest interviews was someone who went down the, the algorithm cult to the um, right wing, alt-right. And she finally popped like white out. white supremacist. Yeah, yeah. She finally yeah. popped out when violence was happening and a life was lost. And she basically took inventory and, you know, people, she got shamed a little bit and, but people don't understand that this isn't an intelligence thing. And yeah. one of the things that I think people need to understand too, is if you think you're immune to it, and if you think it can't happen to you, you're a prime candidate for it happening to you because you right. don't understand what it looks like and sounds like. And right. I said this in another uh, podcast, if I was a narcissist sociopath and I found out that you didn't think you could fall for this, I would target you. Yep. Yeah. Just for yeah. fun. Yeah. So, okay. That's so funny. You say that because during programs, if there were resistors, that's what they were called. Like right. who's resisting? Who's not, not call them defi process. We call them def defiant people. Yeah. Defiant. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like you he was a resistor. Oh, yeah. Aaron would get you to raise your hand and he'd bring you up to the microphone um, in front of hundreds, you know, 150 people or so, um, and keep you up there and question you and do, and like coach you and do all the things until you were, you were finally bought in and committed to the program until you broke, until right. you broke. 
Yeah. yeah. Or just said what you had to say to get off the stage. Right. So like, <laughs> and then if you didn't, if he couldn't crack you, you'd get kicked out. I watched him do it to people. I watched him be like, you're not coachable. You can leave the program now. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, get out of here. I'm not, yeah. I'm not obedient. I'll I'm not obedient. Yeah. Like, so it's so funny. Cause that like, you literally just described what he did. Like he would find those people and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking get this person. Well, yeah. He also yeah. knows that person is po- poisoned his mission. So he can't yes. have him infecting the right. rest of you exactly. on a lunch break. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's, we call them bad apples. You yeah. know, like you can't have, yeah. you can't have somebody who's going to, who's going to have that effect on everybody else. We'll just ruin the training. So when we, you know, we let people go, we did, we, we, it wasn't quite that obvious <laughs> in ours. It was like, oh, you don't want to wear the sash. And we talk about the sash and like what it meant. Like, well, you know, if we ask you to take off your shoes in, in our home and you don't want to, you do it anyway, out of respect, like wear it out of respect. And if someone could, couldn't do that either. Then we'd be like, this probably isn't a program for this you. It's probably like, not yeah. for you. Yeah. You, you know, you don't have, you probably have some authority issues that you need to work out. Cause you know, you're, you clearly don't like right. the right path and that if you're not going to work it and then we'd also give them a, and it was always very gentle. It was never rude. It was like, you know, you, you paid money. Do you want to work on these issues? If you don't want to work on them. That's okay. You don't right? Have- like All making it tactics. seem like it's their choice. Yeah. You oh, can like, uh, you don't have to, that's another thing. And, yeah. and that's why it's so sinister. It's like, yeah. you don't have to like Baron would say, you don't have to, you know, do this work. Like you don't, but do you want to something different or do you want what you've always gotten What's in your more life? more important to you, humanity or comfort? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So oh, Sarah, I have one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned you have a theory about Baron and I, oh, I'm yeah. like dying to hear well, this. Well, we have a mutual friend. I'm not going to mention her name, um, but she, Nippy, that I met through Nippy, who apparently has known him since he started out. And she's a big supporter of our podcast and our journey and our vow and everything. But she, I said to her like, oh, we wanted, we're going to do an episode on Baptiste. And she's like, but he's not like Keith. And I go, um, well, I've heard different and I trust the victims actually. And, and, you know, she hasn't been with him recently, but she was with him at the beginning. And from what she said about him, and this is just, again, my theory, it sounds like he was somebody who let the, let the ego and let the power go to his head versus somebody like Keith, who's been a sociopath for a long time and planned this out. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's mm-hmm. accurate? Or what do you think? Maybe. I mean, my experience Possibly. of like narcissistic sociopaths, because I have another one that in my previous part of my life mm-hmm. that they that are who they are <laughs> yeah. and they don't, they, they just are who they are, but their behavior escalates. Like mm-hmm. the more power they get, the more they see what they can get away with. Mm-hmm. Like we believe that Baron, Baron had created a foundation, bought this piece of land. We believe that it was going down a path of like being a compound, you know, where all kinds of insidious nefarious things can happen that were already happening in the woods behind the curtain that there were, and, and this has happened over the course of 30 years, but it's a slow kind of escalation. Mm-hmm. So maybe in those days, it didn't look like that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would, I, yeah. the, to your friend, mm-hmm. like, from talking to people who have also known him that long yeah he hid it from her right well that's i i believe that and you know because there's stories i have heard from that's how it works his his quote unquote air quoting humble beginnings that are like that really like make my stomach turn and i'd love to hear some of that stuff so i can tell her um because like you know 
her, her thing, and this is also not very, this is like a shitty thing that I think that we all do, but as a woman is really offensive to me where she's like, yeah, but women were throwing themselves at, at right. him. And I'm like, yeah, but that's his responsibility as a leader to draw safe boundaries. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll just say this straight up. So there was yeah. another scandal in the yoga uh, world. John Friend. Um, John Friend. Yes. Yes. I and was in when Costa that... Rica at that retreat, when that happened. By the oh way. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so when that happened, yeah. I had a friend who was the CEO GM at the time. Mm-hmm. And so when that happened, they Sorry, were like, what, what happened? He, uh, oh my God, he was like, he had a, his own little sex Wiccan witch uh, cult going on in the background. And he John's, was married at the time. And he was married and sleeping with tons of students. And He's the head employee. of Anisara, right? Yeah. Yeah. He it's founded Anisara. He, he was, yeah. It's a different branch, like Bikram, Kundalini, maybe yeah. mm-hmm. this is for you, um, Baptiste, John mm-hmm. Friend, Anisara. It's a brand yeah. that he created. Yeah. yeah. Different brand. Yeah. Just same shit. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, like hit Baron's people. There's no one above Baron, right? It was always stops at Baron. But so his people under him were like, Hey dude, if this is happening with John friend, you better cut the shit out. Mm. Like the people were like, Baron, you got to stop sleeping with your students. Like you got it. Like you got to stop this people. Like I heard it directly from people in the office telling me like, yeah, we've told him to quit it. And it because was if this is happening with was having sex with students. It wasn't public. It was it's known not by a lot inner of- circle. Mm-hmm. I knew because I am friend. I was throughout the years friends with many of the women who had either covert relationships, open relation, lots of different kinds of relationships. And so he was uh, he, his his status was like I am having an open relationship. Like was he was this something that that forthright? What was he forthright about it? No, no, he was like fucking several women at the same time. And often ones that he met directly in a program, like, Hey, you meet me at my room later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, the people, his CEO <laughs> at that time, when John friend thing happened was like, Baron, you got to cut it out. Like, this is gonna, this is mm-hmm. gonna happen to you too, if you don't cut it out. And she said that his response was basically like, I'll just hide it better. Base, was like basically his mm-hmm. response and he did he got better at hiding it I was with a friend a few days ago and she had been within the group and she had left a long time ago you know and only now being like oh that's totally was a cult but she asked about a certain person and she's like well I thought that so-and-so was his assistant and I was like <laughs> assistant air quote yeah that yeah. was his like on and off girlfriend forever yeah we had that with Pam favorites I was mm-hmm. I, he, they were always together and the way it was presented was like he, she was taking care of his his needs <laughs> you know like okay what define needs because yeah. as far as you taught us needs are survival of food water shelter apparently oh that's what he has now sex on lunch breaks is yeah yeah he's getting his needs met food shelter and a <laughs> place to place to sleep and that's yeah. it What's gonna, maybe a nice sex buddy too. Yeah. <laughs> what's going to, what's it going to take for him to be held accountable legally? Do you think? I think it's going to take like some big salacious thing to come out. And right now, like we are the only whistleblowers. So most of the women who have uh, experienced him taking advantage of, of them have not wanted to speak out publicly. 
So I think it's going to take that, but there's so many other areas. There's like this fraudulent foundation there, um, the fraudulent programs, the mind manipulation and control. There's so much abuse. There's labor practices like free labor kind of like mm-hmm. um core power came out with and it's all the landmark same. does it's all the, all same, the same shit, right all the same. It's yeah crazy. so what's it gonna take i don't know a um a journalist a um a, a sex scandal or a death hopefully yeah something big like something that physical it's always something or physical. like you guys said it's, there's power in numbers right so yeah. the more and more of us speak out at the very least maybe he we can like discredit what he's actually doing like what right. he's actually doing is not yoga it's abuse and some kind of a lot of word salad all the time yeah there's i was just looking through my emails to see if there's anyone else had come forward but i i am in touch with somebody i'm not going to say her name here in case she doesn't want to be mentioned but she says she's in touch with you because i yeah. did ask because i think yeah. that's one thing that we can do is when people come to us say like point them in your direction because yeah, yeah pow- power and numbers and you know, like there's no reason he can't be held accountable, except if people aren't willing to to talk about it and they're too afraid or whatever. Has, has there been any legal action against you for doing this? He's um, one cease and desist. Cease and desist. And yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we just made that public. You're on them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. We it. were like, oh, really? Okay. And then that was it. It's been <laughs> silence. It. There. He's had their Instagram has had the comments turned off his personal page and Baptiste Yoga's page haven't had their comments on in over a year now yeah. since allegations have started. Yep. Yeah, Bettino Massaro did the same thing. The box uh, has yeah, done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Comments. Cease, cease and desist this bitch. That's what yeah. I Oh, I want to say that like, <laughs> we can say this off record, but like there was a lot of parallels between what Jade and all the that crew was talking about bento box, but um, we had a lawyer on our podcast. She's uh, actually a law professor and she's amazing. And I've been wanting to just reach out to Jade and I just haven't had time, but like the fact that he had her sign an NDA prior to going anywhere, that's actually can't, that actually legally can't be upheld. Right. We had a lawyer come on and talk oh. about NDAs and of all of that. Yeah. And a lot of them can't. And so I just find it fascinating that there's so many crossovers within cults and them trying to get people to sign legal documents. Yeah, we found out through them and we are going to do a follow-up. Like, where are they now? (laughs) With with the Bento Box kids, as we call them. Um, And she was saying that like now, because of everything that's happened, there's a new NDA that he wrote and I'm spitballing with something like this, that he's allowed to, if they break the NDA, take them to any country that he chooses and sue them for X oh amount God. of money. Like he's changed the NDA, like said yeah. some ridiculous thing. And I'm allowed to pop you over the head with a hot dog before being what a naughty a crazy person. vibrator person. I don't know how to- Well, I know we've like taken, you know, a good a chunk of your time. And it's like, we could probably do this again sometime. Hopefully yeah. I would love to. Um, just thank you again, both of you sure. for everything yeah, that you're you. doing and the impact that you've made. It's been like just personally amazing for us. And- I mean, not going to lie, going to add some credibility to what we're doing and hopefully people will, will kind of be listening. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I, I think that there's a good, 
lesson here, you know, at least for me with my friend about Baptiste and other people listening is that like, you know, believe the victims. It's mm-hmm. a really important time. And it's, it's not mm-hmm. just hashtag me too. It's, it's hashtag I got out. And yes. there, there is a real movement of people coming out and telling their stories and they need to be heard. And it's and not just for your, your own, you know, cleaning up your mess, which you need to do, but also like to leave a, a pathway for other people to get out and to not feel ashamed yes. that they got duped and to be like, oh, wait, I'm a good person. And I made some decisions based on a, a con, not mm-hmm. I'm a bad person. I made bad decisions. You made the best decisions with the information you had because someone was lying to you. Right. You know? Right. And and that that space is very important. And I, it's an honor to be a part of it. And I commend you, you doing it. It's not easy. Yeah. So taking the path. shame out of it is so yeah. important. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. And we'll point people to watch them out if they haven't yet and read your book, Scarred. It's amazing. And um, mm-hmm. and your resource page. Thanks for mentioning that again, too. Yes. Can I and, and our podcast too, a little bit culty. Yeah, go listen culty. to oh my every yeah. yeah. Awesome. Can we can I do a quick screenshot? Yes. This yeah. is for oh, wait, like- let me take my apron off one second. <laughs> I love that you have an apron on. <laughs> it's on from eating my food. Okay, there we go. Three, two, one, screenshot. Thank you. Did we do good? You got the little yeah. bit culty hat in the background? Yeah, I yeah. love it. ALBs. I never told you the rest of my healing plan. Oh, God, we forgot. Okay, yeah, we can slice it just, in. Okay. Just super quickly, um, it's reclaiming your emotions, like learning how to understand that emotions are like healthy and safe and that you're not like bad for having them. And whatever, whatever, whatever happened in your group, you have to have a new understanding of your emotional Working life. out. Yeah, Nippy for Nippy, a big part of that's working out. But like overall big picture, it's it's like a combination of you know self-care, self-education, good therapy, healthy community that's not toxic where you can speak freely and doing the things in your life that bring you joy, where you can feel really good about that on your own terms, on your own time. For me, it's like nature walks and you know, not culty yoga practice with no like authority telling me <laughs> what's what. And I also microdose psilocybin for anxiety and take small amounts of weed gummies just to like let loose and not be so like tightly wound and stressed out. Um, so like a little bit of drugs. <laughs> what else? What else is my part of my healing problem, babe? Oh, That's and surrounding cool. myself with good people, people who understand and don't judge and like, yes. there's no asshole, no time for assholes and douchebags. Right. Really. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my, that's my general, I, I'm thinking about actually writing a book about this because it Thank seems you. to be my new thing. No, it's really good. And it's really good to give people concrete things. Like, yes. It's okay to do this and this yeah. and that. Yeah. And keep your schedule clear and just be like free mm. for a bit. Mm, I love That's it. Big. That's yeah. big. Okay. It's hard for me to still. Be free. Just be free. Be free. Enjoy your freedom. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. You guys, guys are awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and thanks again to Sarah Edmondson and Nippy Ames from A Little Bit Culty Podcast. And I want to give an extra special thank you and shout out to our attorney friends, Eva Sedgwick and Susan McBee for their help getting us back on Apple Podcasts again. Please drop us a five-star rating and a review. It would help us a lot. See you next time.